I tried to do that on last episode, so hopefully that went better this time. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. This is the only podcast in the world where we love everybody. We make fun of everything. The vibes is good. The life's is good. The attitudes is good. The bitches is good. The homies is good. Everything is good. And if it ain't good, we get rid of it because I don't want any sort of negativity. I don't want anybody talking about death around me. I don't want anybody talking about like, oh, I can't afford anything. We'll figure out how you can afford it. Figure it out. Everybody's got shit to figure out. I want no, no, no negativity. I want no bitching. I want no complaining. I want no, oh my God, I'm so fat. I can't lose weight. Go get your big fucking roly poly face in the gym and lift some weights. Don't just get on the treadmill because the treadmill won't even do that much. You just lose a bunch of water weight and then go to Taco Bell afterwards and probably shit out the water weight one more time. And that has nothing to do with anything I wanted to talk about today, but it's all good. Sometimes uh, this is just a good little platform to um, unwind my mind. And I keep hearing a clicking. I hope you guys don't hear a clicking. If you do, I'm going to be pissed off because um, I'm very particular. Since there's no video for this episode, the audio at least can't suck. Um, that is my one stipulation. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to get the video thing set back up. Um, because when I, well, I never really wanted this. I never really wanted this podcast to be on video. This was all supposed to be an anonymous thing. It was all supposed to be an anonymous thing. But then, uh, one day I realized I don't want to be one of these bitches who runs their mouth and they ain't about it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just troll behavior. And I'm not trying to be troll behavior. I joke about, oh, I'm a fucking right-wing extremist. I'm a troll. I'm a blah, blah, blah. But I'm really not. That's why I can say it, because I'm fucking joking. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole reason I started this podcast, uh, I guess it wasn't too much rhyme or reason. I just really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the shit talking. I really enjoyed the outlet and I was actually producing a different podcast beforehand. Now I've talked about this before on a very older episode, but maybe some of y'all's is new. Maybe some of y'all saw post somewhere and you decided to come and listen to this shit. And here you are and the value you're going to get out of this. I'll tell you the value you're going to get out of this because you're always going to be like, well, what is in this for me? And that's the problem with a lot of comedy, like a lot of comedians. And that's why I can't, I've talked about this before, but that's why I just didn't like fall in love with the comedy thing because sure you're providing people a little outlet for, you know, a couple minutes out of their life or whatever. But then when you get into the podcast and stuff like that, it's just, just a bunch of people sitting around being silly, you know? And if it requires four dudes just sitting around forcing laughs, doing YouTube video reviews, does the world really need it? In my opinion, in my opinion, I would say no, but you know, that's just me. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and listen to somebody talk about sports stats either. And somebody might be into that. So maybe you want to sit there and listen to some dork or a group of dorks, watch YouTube videos and break them down because that is literally my biggest pet peeve is when, uh, there is a video that I want to watch. You know, if there's like a viral YouTube video and I go to watch it and then, you know, they got the 
They got the clip of the video is the thumbnail. And then you click on the freaking video and it's just a bunch of guys sitting around talking about it or reacting to it. I don't need a reaction. I don't need you to talk about it. If you're not going to talk about some of your own uh, internal dialogues or put out information to help people or just do something or that's originally entertaining, we don't need you in the space, dude. You either need to provide a value or do something newly creative. If you're just sitting there putting your face behind, I mean, I guess it works if you're just a really hot girl, but then she's got a five-year run or something like that and then that's over. So if you're a dude just reacting to stuff that already exists, who the fuck cares? And I'm sure it does exist. Um, I was kind of mean to my buddy Andy the other night. It was, it was Halloween night or not Halloween night. It was Friday night. And, uh, I was out and about doing my thing. And then, uh, I, I look at my phone. I got a text from my buddy Andy, who I love dearly. And it was like 10 30, 11 o'clock. Like I said, Friday night of Halloween week. <laughs> And he sent me a video that said 132 minutes of the best beatbox. And then, <laughs> hold on, let me look at it. Uh, let me scroll back from all the messages from all my bitches. Um, uh, Andy, where'd you go? Let's see. Angry Andy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Of course, that's not laid. Yeah, so 100, 132 minutes of the craziest beatbox. And he says, Jesus Christ. And I said, dude, go meet some bitches. It's Saturday. And he says, that's your response to incredible talent? Women ruin the world. And you think that's the answer to my problems? Get the fuck out of here. And I said, I didn't watch it yet. I just saw title 132 minutes of beatbox. <laughs> and he said, okay, Zoomer, attention span of a goldfish. I was like, dude, if, if my attention span is of a goldfish because I don't want to listen to an hour and a half of people beatboxing, let's see. Let's listen, let's listen to like two minutes. Let's see how long I could realistically listen to this. Oh, let's wait for the ad to go away first, because of course, you know, like how I was shitting on people reacting to stuff a minute ago, and here we are reacting to stuff. All right, you guys ready for an hour of this? Okay, that's pretty cool, but you know, I was out uh, doing my thing and uh, I was eating pussy with uh, blood on my face, um, but I got revenge. I got revenge on the pussy because I had fake blood on my face. Then later that night I was eating pussy and I looked down and I saw blood on the pussy. And so I got revenge. Um, let's listen to one more. Yeah, my, my, my costume was sick, dude. I had a... I looked like a, um, we were dead, dead cowboys. We were dead cowboys. And so my sister put a fake bullet hole in my head and I had all this blood running down my face. And then I got home later that night and then, uh, yeah, I started, I started eating pulsa and I forgot that I had a bunch of blood on my face 
and uh, and I looked down at the chick's pussy, and I saw a bunch of blood. And at first, it kind of scared me. I was like, "Damn, you can't warn me." Stop the laser! Hey. God, imagine this guy eating pussy with blood on his face. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, that's what that's what I that's what I did. I was like, Count Dracula. Um anyways, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, so it was Halloween and Andy sent me that and don't make uh videos where you're just blindly reacting to stuff. How about that? I fucking love Halloween, dude. I don't want spooky season to be over. I don't want spooky season to be over because I like that everybody's just in costume and nobody gives a fuck. I was talking about this with this bartender and I was just like, yeah, I love Halloween. And he said, yeah, I kind of like it too. And I said, I like it because everybody's just wearing some bullshit and everybody just is what the fuck they want for one night. And uh, it makes me more sympathetic towards trans people, I guess, you know, they just want to be what they want to be. So just let them be what they want to be. But also you don't need to go and mutilate an eight year old. But if you're a grown ass adult, I don't give a fuck what you want to be, dude. If you got a big old nine inch soft dick flopping between your legs, but you want me to call you Shelly? It's all right, Shelly. Just keep that fucking dong away from me. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to be pat, pat, papping me with that boy. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, but so I started this podcast because uh, I wanted my own podcast because I was producing another podcast. And the whole interest started because I was very heavy into music, into musica. And so growing up, my whole thing, I always wanted to be a musician. I always wanted to be the front man in a band. So I would write a bunch of songs. I would try to jam with my friends, but nobody was ever as into it as I was and I couldn't sing. And so, um, and that was always something I was very self-conscious about. And, uh, eventually I got into making hip hop because, you know, you don't have to hold pitch. You just got to have rhythm. And I got a lot of rhythm. I got the rhythm. I can play drums and shit like that. So, uh, my buddy Lewis and I, we started making hip hop records together and we would literally, we had this old MacBook that my buddy Nate, I mean, this was so, I mean, this was like 2006 or something like that. And this was before you had, I mean, where it was super accessible to have recording equipment. You'd actually have to go to a uh, full circle. Actually, before I even knew Andy, the guy that sent me the beatbox, we would go like, once we started taking our music more serious, we started going to his brother's house who's an engineer at a studio now called Undercast in Seattle, which is kind of like the big uh, hip hop production studio. And um, I had no idea Andy was even a person yet. And uh, this was before his brother ever worked at Undercast. So it was just all kind of, because later on that I met Andy and then uh, his, turns out his brother Randy is, uh, you know, an audio engineer, but so we would go to his house, but it all started. Uh, we would, have this MacBook. We'd have this MacBook with Garage, and we didn't know shit about engineering. But you know, I'd played guitar and played drums, and I've always kind of had my foot in in the music thing. But I didn't know anything about like pro professional production at all. But so we would start getting beats online off of SoundClick, and uh, I remember there's a site I think it was called Shadowville and whatnot. And we just started rapping one day, and it turns out we were really decent at it. 
And, um, and so my buddy Nate just gave me this MacBook and we would just yell into the side of it. And it was kind of like when the odd future tapes came out, how they were just distorted and sounded like shit. Or like when XXX Tentacion came out, his shit, shit sounded like that. Our stuff was distorted and it sounded grimy, but it sounded cool. And, um, and it was kind of this joke. I mean, we didn't tell anybody cause people were actually like listening to our music, like for being little teenagers, we actually had quite a bit of little buzz cause we'd meet people. We had no idea who they were and they knew who we were. Like we get invited to parties that we had, it was cool. You know, it was a little taste of like what it's like to be a fucking underground rapper. And, um, and so that kind of gave me the bug of wanting to like be in entertainment, you know? And, uh, but it was so funny because behind closed doors, like we were just kind of these dorks and we had, like I said, we had this old MacBook where like half the keys didn't work. The mouse pad worked, but the keys really didn't work. So all the files were just named all this like super weird shit. The thing lagged and we would just, we would stack it on top of like cardboard boxes or, I mean, we wrapped in the weirdest places. Like sometimes we'd even just be sitting in the car, just yelling into the side of this MacBook. Then you'd make a song and then like a week later, it'd be playing at some party for a bunch of people, you know? And, um, and so that, and then Loomis decided to move to the guy I was doing the music with. I mean, we were doing it 50, 50 and we were a group. Like there was a bunch of other people involved, but like me and Loomis kind of split at 50, 50. Then like all our friends would get on songs and we just kind of had this like hip hop crew it was cool. And, um, and so Loomis decided he's going to move to LA back in 2009, I think it was. And, uh, and he actually does, he works professionally in some studio. He does movie scores now. And, um, I just, I never had any interest in, in film sound or anything like that. And so he moved to LA and then I was like working construction back home. Like I was going to community college, working construction and still just making music in my bedroom. And then uh, I went down to LA to visit him, but he was dating this really rich girl whose mom was like an ex playmate or some shit like that. And so I came down to LA and then, you know, I'm hanging out with these just, hot, uh, what's it called? What's that school fit them like fashion merchandising, whatever. And so I'm 20 at the time, not or 19 or 20 at the time. And I'm down in LA and we're just driving around in this bitch's white beamer, hanging out with these hot women. They have this super nice apartment with a pool in it, like downtown LA, you know, just this, this whole life that I, I had no, I, I just wasn't used to, you know, I was like, well, fuck yeah, I'm going to move to LA. But then when I moved to LA, I didn't have that system in place. You know, I didn't have rich porn star mom, uh, like paying all the bills and shit like that. And so I had a completely different experience. Cause I was then living in this house with roaches in it and shit like that. And, uh, <laughs> and so I decided to go back to Seattle. So I decided to go back to Seattle and then, uh, I went and stayed with my dad for a bit. He's like, well, you need to get a job. And so I'm like balls deep in the music. Like, well, so when I moved down to LA, so then I went to the, uh, the LA film school and I, I went to school for professional audio engineering. And then, uh, I released the project at the time. I'm not going to say what the name of the project was cause I listened to it now and it's cringy. And, uh, it did fairly well to the point then where the school, like the LA film school, like you'd walk. So this was after I graduated at this point, but, uh, the project did well enough to where they put me on their like alumni list of people actually doing shit to try to like manipulate other people to go into the program. 
And so I was doing my music thing. Like it was on its way. I was making, you know, I was making shit. I was getting traction. But then because my dad's a fucking boomer. And then when I was saying, he's like, oh, well, you need to get a job if you're going to live here. And I was like, dude, can you please just leave me alone? Let me do my music for a little bit. And so I went and got a job at uh, a, a T-Mobile store, which was just life consuming. And I kind of just like let the music shit fall to the side, you know? And then uh, I just kind of did a normal person life thing for a long time. I went and worked at an aerospace company after that. And then uh, I went over to a friend's house. I'm sure I'm, I'm leaving out so many details of this story, but I'm trying to make it as non-boring as possible just to kind of give you a little background about why we're here. And, uh, and so I went to a friend's house on Christmas in, I believe, 2016-ish, 2016, 2017 maybe. And my buddy, he used, my buddy's little brother, who's also a friend of mine, uh, he used to work at a radio station and he didn't anymore. And then he wanted to start a podcast. And I didn't really know too much about podcasts. My buddy Gert told me about podcasts. Obviously, I knew about you know, Joe Rogan experience and shit like that. And, um, I had all this music equipment, you know, I went to audio school. I learned how to mic up. I've have all these instruments. So it's like, I could record a whole band and mix a whole band and make it sound like a, you know, probably not a studio album that you hear on the radio. Cause that's, you know, I didn't have access to that shit, but I could make a professional sounding album, you know? So I figured, well, I can, I could record a guy talking and make it sound good, you know? And so he told me he needed three grand to get his project started. So I said, dude, I'll just produce the whole thing for you. At least to help you get started out. I have everything you would possibly need. So we moved into this house in, in Seattle, like a block off where all the hookers are at. And it's funny when we first moved in, because I didn't know anything about the area. Uh, cause I'd lived in, um, like North, North Seattle before, but more in the Green Lake area, which is nice. Um, it's like where people drink Starbucks and take their dogs for walks and bitches wear yoga pants and shit, especially before, you know, all the BLM shit it was a real nice area. But so we moved on Aurora and it was like Aurora and 85th ish kind of, which is like the worst, which is like the worst intersection. And, uh, so we lived on a hundredth and, um, and my truck was constantly getting broken into and yada, yada, yada. And uh, I called it the Bando. I called it the Bando. And there was this little like shitty grocery store on the corner, this little like corner bodega. And literally every time I went to this thing, there'd be some crackhead or some hooker, or somebody freaking out. But um, so we moved into this house and I built this little podcast studio in the basement. And uh, we, we did this podcast and being the control freak that I am, I took it way too serious and, uh, I was always trying to crack whips and shit like that, but I don't think these guys really understood. So we would record the show, you know, we would record the show, but then I would actually like have to edit it, you know, cause they wouldn't have their shit together. So I have to sit there. So we would try to record it on Saturday. Then I would spend like all Sunday putting this fucking podcast together and, um, and I could just tell that they were kind of losing steam and didn't take it as serious as I did. And it wasn't my show. You know, I was just a guy like it was, this, it was this dude's show and I was being annoying, you know, I was being annoying about it. And so I decided, um, I'm going to try to do my own podcast because I enjoy the shit talking and I love the feedback you get from it. And I like the idea of, uh, what it is and how it works and what it can do for you and yada, yada, yada. 
Like I would do this for completely for free. I absolutely love doing it and I don't give a fuck. I have people offering me money. I have people offering me money to make political memes, but I don't want to do that because then I get pigeonholed. I've had people want me to like sell bullshit fucking affiliate links on this, but I just don't care. You know what I mean? I have other revenue streams. Um, this podcast is just kind of a lifeline. If somebody comes by and wants to sponsor this as a good product that I actually believe in that I don't think is bullshit that actually like vibes with the brand. Hell yeah, let's do it. But, um, besides that, yeah, I just really don't, you know, I ain't sweating it too much. But so I decided to try to make my own podcast, which I did. Uh, I remember everybody was partying upstairs one night and I just was had a little buzz and I went and I don't think I deleted the very first episode, obviously, because it sucked. But if you go back and listen to the very, very old episodes, uh, which I wouldn't encourage you to do, but you can if you want. I'm not going to be a bitch and delete them. Um, yeah, I had no idea what this was going about. Well, I kind of knew it was supposed to be. I was just going to talk about like the bitches I was fucking at in the band and stuff. But uh, here we are, dude. You know, 2020 happened. Shit got kind of political talking more about. I don't know how you can even avoid those certain subjects at this point seems kind of impossible to be honest, but yeah. And then, uh, I had to figure out a marketing, I had to figure out a marketing strategy and I was like, how am I going to get people to listen to this fucking podcast? One day I was sitting there just sending memes back and forth with my friends. And I realized like all these meme accounts or these people are just kind of personalities on their own and they're selling products and promoting things through these meme accounts. And I said, there's no way making memes can be that hard. But guess what? It actually is kind of hard because the first memes I made for the first two years or so were just garbage. Occasionally one of them would kind of take off and get stolen. They'd wash the watermark, do what they'd have to do with it. But uh, making a meme is no different than copywriting. You know, if you're a copywriter, you know, it's like anything. It, it, you're choosing the right words. Uh, you know, people make fun of memes because it's it's fun to make fun of them and it's funny for what it is. But it's no different than copywriting. If you go and sell a product, you got to have a good a good description of the product and why people should buy it and whatnot. So the meme catches people's attention and they're highly shareable. And then it kind of says, okay, well, who's the person behind the meme? Okay, what else do they have to offer? So everything else I've done, like sell books and have this podcast be shared and yada, 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 sell merch and shirts and have music streams and shit. Basically any money I've ever made off anything is because somebody found a meme somewhere. You know, it's, it's just my, it's my version of copywriting for myself. It's a way where I can take my ideas and my philosophies and my yada, yada. Like I would say, putting the pills in the episodes. Um, Maybe that's what Kanye should do, you know? Maybe Kanye should just start making memes instead of talking shit. But I am trying to move towards more towards like a, a, a front-facing approach to these things because, like I said, the memes... I think I've already conquered that world, you know? I've had memes on the biggest pages. I've had famous people sharing my shit. Like, there's just a certain cap to that, you know? And I've watched my peers, I've watched my meme peers grow their accounts way bigger than my meme accounts, but... You know, I don't say this, like, if that's all they want to do, that's all they want to do, but that's all that's ever going to be, you know, and I'm sure they can, they can use it as like a, a branding tool and probably make more money or something like that. But again, that's all it's ever going to be is a meme account. And you're only going to have a certain leverage through that. Whereas when I get really popping, I'm going to be able to like 
use myself in whatever avenue or whatever arena I want. And so it's like a lot more versatile thing. I was talking with Bobby Sauce about this, you know, about how not, not every follower and every like is equal value to depending on what the account is. You know, people would rather follow people versus businesses, you know, unless it's like food or something like that. But, uh, yeah, uh, I said maybe Kanye should be making memes instead of running his big fucking mouth. I just like how everybody, I don't I don't really know what he said about the Jews. I have no idea. I haven't really looked into it. But I ha- did hear him really, they came after him because he was shitting on just hip hop culture and like black on black crime and whatnot. I said, oh, you're a sellout. You don't love black people and whatnot. So this, and a lot of people, I mean, specifically people I've seen, sometimes I go on my personal Instagram page just to see how dumb people are. And uh, a lot of people that were shitting on Kanye last week were posting RIP takeoff today. So it's like, all right, dude, well, you know, pick an avenue because what we've been doing, the shit you guys been supporting, like defunding the cops and claiming everything is racism, that there's not a deep cultural problem to where these young guys are killing each other over shit like dice games and sneakers and stuff, you know, coming after Kanye for it last week for pointing it out and then it just doesn't work dude it just does not work and y'all be tripping um what else we want to talk about we're 25 minutes oh so elon musk bought twitter right and allegedly there was a 500 percent increase on people using the n-word on twitter and then obviously initially the first thing they do is like when paul pelosi was getting his ass kicked by some guy that's in his house for some reason because why would that house not be guarded um you know they first go oh it's right-wing extremists and the whole n-word thing on twitter i believe is just one it's black people calling each other that because they say that every third word. So of course I'd be like, oh, we can say this on Twitter again because all the tech companies are telling this culture how they can and can't speak with each other. And uh, and then what I also think is happening because I don't put it past these fucking lefties is they're going on there and saying this just to make Elon Musk look bad because it's all like bot accounts. I haven't actually gone, I'm like too scared to go in and actually search the word, but I just don't even really want to know because I don't care because I would have seen it. You know, I would have seen it. I spend way too much time on Twitter. It's my preferred, go follow me by the way, Lord Petty underscore. Uh, Twitter's my preferred means of social meds, but I haven't seen a single person use the N word that wasn't like a black guy calling another black guy what he wants to call him. You know, all these pussy white liberals want to tell people what they can and can't say. It's so funny, man. Like the second, the second these lefties can't censor people, they just lose their fucking mind. It's like, oh, how many people can we censor to uphold democracy, you know, versus getting everybody's input. And then when you get everybody's input, it flushes out the bad ideas because God knows these people can't defend their ideas because they don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, bro. <laughs> All right, one more thing, because uh, I guess I'm talking about black people right now, and that sounds wrong. Uh, we were, we had trick-or-treaters yesterday, and I've never had, I've never had an adult Halloween before, meaning I've never been on the other side of trick-or-treating. And the last time I went trick-or-treating, I was six years old, because we don't have trick-or-treating in Germany, and I moved to Germany when I was six. And, um, and you know, I, I don't think you actually go 
like I remember one or two years of actual trick or treating. One year I was dressed as a dope ass ninja turtle. The other one I was dressed as a ninja. But uh, so yeah, this is the first time I've ever been in a house where the trick or treaters come, and it was alarmingly fun. That's how I know I'm getting old nugs. We were dressed up as the dead cowboys again. I was just sitting there drinking whiskey in front of children. Yes. And I uh, started getting drunk and having fun with it. Like, what are y'all doing around these parts? Y'all ain't seen the sheriff around, have you? Take some of this loot off of us. And then some of the kids were into it. And then some of them were scared and they'd fuck off. And then uh, towards the end, there was this, uh, <laughs> she was like, at the, at the very youngest, she was like 14. You know, it was like this 14 year old black chick. And she was just, I don't even think she had a costume on. Oh, my sister said she's wearing a costume. I don't remember. And uh, she like walked up to us and she was on the phone. Like she was on the phone. She didn't say trick or treat or anything. She was on the phone and she just like stuck her bag out and like didn't even like in the slightest look at us. <laughs> and my sister just kind of like glances over to me and like puts like a piece of candy in her bag. And then the chick just walks away. No interaction at all. Like I said, she was on her phone and then we just start dying laughing. Like, was that real? Like, was that a real this bitch is just going around while she's on the phone, sticking her bag out? Like, doesn't even grab her own candy? I don't know, dude. That shit was funny. Not going to lie. Shout outs to her. Anyways, um, please leave a rating. Please uh, tell a friend. Tell a friend. That's how these things spread. Really. You know, if you enjoy it, your homie would probably enjoy it. Just be like, hey, short podcast. You might like it. Um, let me know. Send me an email if there's anything you want me to address. If you want any sort of uh, input on anything, I will think about it. All right? All right. I think that's it. Petty out. Well, oh, okay. I'm always saying I won't change, but I ain't the same. Everything's different. I can't complain. Don't know what you're missing. Shame on you. Everything is strange, that's just a game Everybody trippin', throwin' it away We was getting lifted, now we getting paid Shame on yeah. you I, I, I paid the cost to see apostrophes That means it's mine yeah. Keep to myself, taking my time uh-huh. Always into some bullshit and out of line Driving with my eyes closed, missing all the signs Turn the ignition, I'm driven and sitting pretty Listening to Whitney and whipping it through the city, yeah Man on a mission, figure it out Putting way too much on my shoulders, please hold me down I keep my head above the water My eyes getting bigger, so the world is getting smaller I be getting richer, but that only made me crazy Mama told me I was different even when I was a baby That Mercedes through the PA when I pull up Sounding like a concert or a Monster truck, I'm tripping, but I'm falling up. Always said I wanted all, but it's not enough. Yeah, I'm always saying I won't change, but I ain't the same. Everything's different, I can't complain. Don't know what you miss. Shame on you. Shame on you. Everything's strange, that's just a game. Everybody tripping, throwing it away. We was getting lifted, now we getting paid. Shame on you.
Slide. Yep. I'm too grounded. Push whips that move mountains. New cribs, blue fountains. These are my surroundings. I be going through it. You just go around it. But it's really not that different I'm when you think about it. Change, but I ain't the same. Everything's different. I can't complain. You don't know what you miss. Shame on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame on you. Everything's strange. That's just. 